You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is Rick Schisler. I'm your host, and you are listening to the Weekly Business Hour. Thank you for tuning in today and listening, whether you're listening live on the podcast, uh, video casts, so many ways to listen to the Weekly Business Hour. And remember, the Weekly Business Hour is where Montgomery County and businesses now throughout the world through the internet come to talk about the latest in business news, ideas to improve your business, and be part of a conversation that I believe can make a real difference in your business even today. And I want to remind everybody, as I do each week, that if you want to take a look and see us, you can go to Facebook, YouTube, and join us live. Just look for the channel for the Weekly Business Hour, and you click on it, and it's very simple, so you can watch as well as listen to today's program. And today's broadcast is sponsored by Keith O'Connor and his organization, Closing Strong. Keith is a wonderful individual. He's got over 40 years, four decades of experience working in business, working for large businesses, medium-sized businesses, and he offers himself as a coach, a mentor, an advisor, and his group of individuals that work with him. I know him personally. I've known him for some time, and I can tell you, Keith has the information, the knowledge, and the drive to help you build a better, stronger business for you and your family. So I encourage you, if you think you might need a mentor or an advisor or coach, all those seem to have different definitions, then I would reach out for Closing Strong. That's at www.closingstrong.com. Also want to remind you that we're always open to questions during the program or after the program. If you've got a question for myself, our guest, or just a comment about the program, or if you have a question about your business particularly, I love to get those. And I receive those each week, and I try to respond to everybody with a quick, succinct answer to the question they might have about their business. Very easy. Just send me an email at one, that's the number one, bestconsult.com. That's one, bestconsult.com, and we'll get back to you. Please send your emails. I enjoy getting them. Well, now we get to the real heart or the nuts and bolts or how about the soup to nuts conversation. We're going to start a new one today, and I'm excited about it because we're going to talk about leadership. Uh, that is a, a field that has so many places to go. Literally thousands of books have been written. There are webinars, seminars, all kinds of programs out there, classes at universities and other places that try to teach people leadership and what it means and how to be a better leader, whether it be a team, whether it be your own business. We all need to work on our leadership at some point and continue to work on it because obviously if we lead better, then we have better results with the people we work with. So we've got one of the experts. We've got Brad Merkel. He's the founder and president of the Merkel Group. Brad has over 32 years of experience working for one of the world's largest and best managed companies. He's the founder and president of the Merkel Group, and he's an ICF certified professional coach. He primarily works with executives and business owners to improve their performance and also to develop 
the next generation of leaders. His clients include folks in the energy, chemical, distribution, logistics, utilities, education, food and grocery, travel and insurance, convenience retailing, real estate, and boy, I'm about out of breath. Brad, welcome to the show. Thank you, Rick. Glad to be here. Well, you've got a, a broad, and I think that's the point, a broad base of experience and leadership, uh, and we're going to talk about that in your perception. I love uh, the title of our program today, The in- Intentionality mm. uh, of, of Leadership and How to Be a Better Leader. And I know you've got a book that you're writing, uh, which I believe is it under the same title, Intentionality. It is. It is. Uh, leading on Purpose. I like that. Leading on Purpose. So uh, uh, not just a knee jerk. Well, let's jump right into it. I, I want to start by asking you a question and let people get to know a little bit about you. If you can recall, when was the first time that you personally in your career uh, thought about leadership? Yeah, actually, I remember it very well, Rick. Um, so I was uh, 31 years of age. It was 1993, um, and uh, I had my first managerial job. Uh, you know, was offered to me, and uh, I went up to a uh, <clears throat> manager division that was uh, in a. I was working in Canada at the time, and it was in a place called Sudbury, a pretty remote area, one of the smaller divisions in in the country, uh, and it was an underperforming. Uh, division, and they sent uh, me at the time an untested um, uh, manager, uh, leader, to go and lead that business and to turn it around. And so uh, that was the first time that I really reflected on what was it going to take for me to lead this group of people, most of whom were older than I was, more experienced than I was, um, and how was I going to actually influence them to take this business to a different place? Well. You know, it sounds like, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you were kind of thrown into the fire. Is that correct? I yes. mean, had you been prepared to, to be a good leader and to have uh, effective results? Not so much. And, uh, and I think this is one of the big challenges that we face in business today is that, the, uh, especially in large companies, that uh, the, the, the people who tend to succeed and get thrown into, you know, more senior leadership positions are people who excel at their individual contributor job. So whether that's a technical job or an operational job that they tend to come into when they're relatively young, and they excel at those things. And because they have excelled at those functional operational type jobs or technical roles, they get promoted to manager. Um, And often it's done without any real um, full development of what it is. What, what is it to be a leader? And I do make the distinction between management and leadership as well, um, which, which we can get into, um, uh, because much of what is management is around you know, controlling, uh, defining, and, and executing uh, initiatives. And, and much of that is, can be easy for an individual contribute to, to sort of step into. But stepping into a leadership role where you're trying to create something new, that's something that we don't prepare our leaders for. Well, you know, and, you, and, and I'm sitting here, just, again, I'm thinking about your situation years ago in the 90s when you were sent into that position. It sounds like you were really unarmed and uneducated in the area of leadership. Mm-hmm. What were the company's expectations? I mean, did they expect you to turn this around by the numbers, or were they evaluating your leadership qualities? You know, I think in some ways, 
uh, when when companies look to take a chance on someone, uh, you know, at some point in your career, you do have to step up and, and you have to give people that opportunity to shine and to see whether they succeed. So if someone took a risk on me, which I appreciate, uh, what their expectations were, largely unspoken. Um, yeah, go ahead. This, this business isn't really performing very well. We need someone to turn it around. Uh, go up there and do your best. That is very, very interesting. And I see this even in small business, meaning businesses that are owner operated, the owner works in the business to me is one of the, or part of that definition of a small business uh, is that I'm working at a job. I'm technically good. So I say, well, I'm a great plumber or I'm a great IT or whatever it might be. So I'm going to go open a business for myself. But again, I have, so I'm taking the chance and all the risk that right. I'm successful. What do you say to those people? I mean, they've got this this great technical skill, and now they're going to go open a business yeah. uh, with no preparation to manage people uh, or very little, right. and to be a leader of their own business. What do you? What's your advice to those folks? Well, I mean, the first thing I say is that um, leadership is hard, uh, and and it 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 is an art. Uh, there's there's some science to to management. And that's why we have MBA schools, and, and people can go and get themselves trained and take education around uh, the theories of management. Uh, but as far as leadership goes, there's really very little in, in, in the form of you know, practical training um, that allows leaders to really understand what it is and what it's going to take to move their business from here to there. Um, and so uh, the first thing is to acknowledge that you probably don't have the skills or the training to do this. And so you're going to need to do some hard work to do that. And that's what I do in my, in my coaching business is, uh, is I work with entrepreneurs, with business owners, and with senior executives to help them define their leadership agenda, to help them create the future that they want to create for their business. In fact, what I hear you saying, you're providing them with a guide or a, a roadmap, as I like to say, in an area of leadership they really haven't thought about in some cases. Is that correct? Correct. correct. You know, that's interesting that you, you've you got me, which is, again, kind of how you were when you got that first opportunity. Mm. Uh, it sounds like nobody gave you a map or a guide or uh, did you have a mentor? I did not have a mentor at that time. Um, you know, I, 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 I began to seek out mentors Um you know, shortly after, as I got myself into those challenges of leadership, and I, I started to seek advice from others who were experienced and who were my peers in managing similar businesses. And I think that's really important. Uh, if you're in a company where you have others who are peers of yours in similar type situations, or maybe even have been through it before and are more senior, really important to build those relationships and, and to learn from them. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I personally also agree with you a thousand percent. I'm real big on everybody in small business where I work. You need a mentor, at least one, yeah. uh, and preferably somebody that is paid so they focus on what you have and what you need to do and help guide you through some of these unknowns as well as knowns. Right. Well, that's really interesting. So you've, you've got firsthand experience. You know the feeling of what it's like to be put into the put on the front line uh, armed with just basically your personal background and uh, personal experiences, uh, and I assume a, a good technical ability, but yet no idea 
that that's an that's a good story right there. Might make a a good movie about because <laughs> people love the underdog, don't they? Well, one of the things that you're that you're in your book that you're still writing, but some things that I read that you provided and everything is leadership today today is different, and and you make some good points about why it is so different. Like so many things, of course, under the current health crisis, but in general, business is evolving so quickly. Uh, talk to us a little bit about leadership and why it is different today as opposed to just a few years ago, really. Yeah, it's different because the pace of change is is faster than it's ever been. And, and businesses are finding themselves in this state of disruption where, uh, and, and much of that is enabled by technology and the technology that all of us are learning to use and live our lives by. Um, I mean, even right now, um, you know, many of us have become used to ordering a good percentage of the, the things that we buy to be delivered to our doorstep, which was just unheard of 10 years ago. And so the world is changing and, and companies like Amazon and others are just coming up with new business models that are completely disrupting industries, entire industries. Uh, you think about what Uber has done to the, to the traditional taxi industry around the world. And so the pace of change is so quick, enabled by technology. The other thing that leaders face is, is that the technology that we use to communicate has changed so much. And we all have these very powerful devices and typically several of them. We have our personal computers we work on, laptops, which means we can take our work with us wherever we go, um, cell phones that are more powerful than the computers that I worked on when I first started my career, um, which allow so many people to access us as leaders and to uh, interact with us that it's just a perfect recipe for distraction. Well, and it's, it's a perfect recipe, in my opinion, distraction as well as disruption, meaning that it's just so hard. And I find this with clients that I work with and business people, we have roundtables and whatnot. It's easy to get off track. For sure. I mean, just it's, it's all about to me, and I, I'll mention this in my tip of the week about focus, focus, focus. It's kind of a war cry now because so many people have have lost track, and you're saying that leadership today even adds to that, that distraction or disruption because, again, the technology is all around us. Big challenge. Huge challenge, huge challenge, and, and, it, and it manifests itself in so many ways, but time management is one of the, the big ones where uh, leaders just find themselves completely drained um, because, because of the way that they are, are interacting with their organization Email is becoming a huge overload, uh, which is almost unmanageable. Uh, we have so many connections and so many people are communicating by email. And uh, meetings, uh, you know, in, in, especially in larger companies, meetings can become just overwhelming. Um, so many people are invited to these meetings and they become uh, habitual, but very little gets accomplished at them. And so, and yet, um, there's a protocol and there's an expectation that certain people show up at these meetings. And so you be, it becomes a huge drain on your time and you're not actually being intentional when you're being consumed in these meetings about your leadership agenda. Yeah, it's, it's it, like you say, and it's a good point. I had not really thought that deep into it, 
that in that day-to-day and that leadership and trying to stay focused, I have thought about that, but the things, the distraction, technology, which on one hand can help us so much, help us make better decisions, help us to make decisions we couldn't even make before with any kind of quality information. And on the other hand, it's so easy to get buried in it and make no decision at all, right? Exactly. Well, believe it or not, we're to our first break for today. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take our first commercial break of the day, and I hope you will stick around. We're going to continue talking to Brad about a little bit about the current situation and then move into some of the things that you can do to improve your leadership abilities, build a more successful business, build a better team, whatever your goal, whatever your position is now. So please stay with us, and we'll be right back with you. ideas and news you can use join us on the weekly business hour every monday at 11 a.m on lone star community radio remember to download the lone star community radio app from your google play apple store bring montgomery county's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet if you are in the conroe area tune in on fm 104.5 106.1 if you are on your computer bookmark irlonestar.com as your internet radio station lone star community radio broadcasting 24 7 from the heart of downtown conroe texas Path to the Plate is a research-based education program that helps consumers understand how their food choices impact their health by making the connection to agriculture, learning about how food is grown and produced, and how consumers can make better food choices for themselves and their families. Path to the Plate is all about dispelling myths and misconceptions. Find out more online at pathtotheplate.tamu.edu. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Hi, I'm Keith O'Connor, CEO, coach, and business mentor. I've spent four decades helping multiple entrepreneurs use my principles to take their businesses to the next level. My methods do not fix your problems. They help you fix them for yourself. I call this process Closing Strong. Contact me at 713-557-1639 or visit my website at closingstrong.com for a risk-free 30-minute meeting to see how I can help you. Because a business can only go as far as its leader can take it. The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. It's all about business on the Weekly Business Hour every Monday at 11 a.m. on Lone Star Community Radio. You're listening to the Weekly Business Hour. I'm Rick Schisler. I'm your host. I'm a Silver Fox advisor and the founder and head of OneBestConsult.com. Thank you for listening to today's program. And I want to mention to you again, if you didn't pick it up, we take email. We want questions, uh, not only about the program today, 
but about a question about your business, any of those kind of questions I love to get. So communicate with us. Get on our email list and communicate with other people in the business community out there through onebestconsult.com. So the email, it's one, that's just the number one, bestconsult at gmail.com. That's onebestconsult at gmail.com. Well, we're visiting, as you probably know, with Brad Merkel. He's the founder and president of Merkel Group, has over 32 years of experience working for large companies. He's an ICF certified professional coach. And you know what I really appreciate, Brad, is that you started, as we talked about in the last uh, segment, where you weren't armed with any leadership training and you were put in charge of a division uh, and and that you go turn it around. And I love that. Go turn it around, uh, which is sort of a, it's, it's swim or drown. That's just how it works, right? Right. Well, let's talk about a little bit further some of the things. I think it's very important that, that we understand uh, what the current situation is. And we talked about that for leadership, about the changes, the technology. Everything's being pushed very quickly. And so if I'm a person getting into business or in business or I lead a team or whatever, uh, I've got to run real fast to keep up with everything these days if I'm going to be successful. What are some of the other things that are a challenge today that maybe weren't so much of a challenge in the past? Yeah, there's a, there's a huge challenge going on right now with, uh, with demographics in the workforce. And so uh, what we see is we see the baby boomer generation Right, which has been largely, let's face it, running things for the last 20 years or so, are retiring and not, uh, you know, not just starting to retire, but it's really that generation. We're reaching the end of that generation as leaders in business, and so there's this massive outflow of talent and, more importantly, experience, where those individuals who, like I did, managed businesses for 30-some years, they had seen a lot of things. They, they'd managed through everything, you know. Um, and the next generation of leaders who are taking their place are quite a bit younger, uh, and uh, they're extremely talented, but they haven't been through the same set of wars, if you will, floods, hurricanes, you know, fires, what have you. And they don't have that hands-on experience of how to handle some of these crises. And so, uh, and that loss of experience is huge in an organization. Um, so equipping those leaders who are stepping into positions of huge responsibility now um, to really be focused about the way they lead, and uh, as opposed to being more in a managerial and execution mindset um, is really important, getting them to step back and see the big picture. You know, it, it makes a lot of sense, the trial by fire, so to speak, uh, which we're getting a chance to observe a lot of crisis management these days, Correct. Uh, whether it's on television with the federal and state governments, local government, but even right around us in the grocery store business, people that are supplying, and you, you can tell who the winners are the ones that have done the training and, and, and developed leaders and the ones who haven't done mm. it. Uh, and I think that's something I'm always interested in personally because I know where to go get my toilet paper, right? Right. Because <laughs> they're the best lead company yeah. uh, that's going to be the one that have it first on the shelf. But all kidding aside, uh, companies, I don't know if all the 
all folks that are in business really appreciate the void that's being created. Uh, I'm a baby boomer, right? right. Are you a baby boomer? Yes, sir. You're I'm right at the tail end. Right yeah. at the tail, and about how folks came back from uh, World War II. A lot of folks got married. A lot of folks had children. That's where I came from, and uh, and it was just a huge surge. Uh, and then all of a sudden, it started to tail off. And today, people don't even have children, or there are fewer children being born, uh, where that has its own complications as well. But the idea, I guess, is that, okay, we've got a bunch of people stepping out, so this leaves a wonderful opportunity for those who are equipped to step in. What do you think is the most important thing? If I was the millennial, the next generation, and I'm in the business, whether it's mine or a big company, what is the single most important thing, top of the list, that you would say that you would tell me as I get the opportunity to step into a leadership role? Yeah, um, I think the, the most important thing for someone in that position is really to be able to make the shift from individual contributor and from what I'll call an operational or executionally focused role to, to leading other people. And leadership is about influencing a group of other people so that they maximize their effort towards a goal. Um, that's different than, than laying out a set of tasks and asking your employees, you know, directing your employees to execute those tasks. That's management. That's very important. In a time like we're in right now, it's very important that we execute well and get the shelves stocked. But leadership is about creating a different future and, and engaging your employees to come with you on that journey. That's a very difficult thing to do. And I think it's not something that our, this gener that generation is well-trained to do. So it's getting more into the emotional intelligence, um, the, you know, how to connect with your people, um, how to inspire your people. These are the things that are, um, that are really critical right now. Well, it makes a lot of sense. And, you know, one thing you talk about in your book, too, is about collaboration, uh, how important it is to know how to collaborate. Uh, to be creative and innovative. Uh, and these are skills that just don't, they're just not there. Uh, there's some training and whatnot. Talk about that a little bit, though. Yeah, so uh, um, very important point. I mean, again, think of the environment we're in. There's a lot of innovation going on in the world. There's a lot of disruption going on in the world. And there are many businesses being impacted by that and not knowing what to do not knowing how to respond, not knowing how to transform. Um, and they get stuck in their, in their heritage business models, uh, and it becomes considered a risk to change, when in reality, the risk is, the biggest risk is doing nothing. Um, and so uh, what we work with our leaders on is designing a culture where people have the flexibility to experiment and innovate. Uh, you know, Amazon uh, was asked the question, Jeff Bezos at Amazon was asked the question, how do you deal with failure in your company? And I love his response. He said, at Amazon, we don't have failures. We just experiment a lot. And some experiments don't work out. And that's okay, because the ones that do work out generate so much value for us. 
So, um, so we work with our, our clients to really work on experimentation and, and doing it on a small scale and doing it quick and rapidly. Well, and, that, and the idea that, again, back to your scenario, you're in 1990s and you're being put on the ground to turn around a business, not just run it, but turn around and not being equipped to be a leader, which mm -hmm. is so important to develop the, the real solid growth and longevity of, of a business is be able to exhibit the qualities of good leadership. Well, as we kind of come down to the end of, of the second segment, um, these folks today, I find people, and again, I'm not necessarily talking about what's happened over the last 60 days or so with the health crisis, but a lot of people that are leading, managing companies, uh, they're tired. They travel, mm. which that, that whole thing probably will go through a change as a result of the health crisis, but the, the amount of travel. But, you know, all these people are just worn out. That's my word for it, for a lot of different reasons, and they're not able to be effective, and that's the key with anything, isn't it? I, I totally agree, Rick, and I think what we, what we see is, is overwhelm um, is, is the, what, what I described. What you described as being worn out. I call it overwhelm, and it's, it's so prevalent. Uh, and and it's, uh, it sort of comes from, it's partly driven by what we talked about earlier, the, you know, the technology, the email, the accessibility, the overwhelming number of meetings people are having. Um, and it's also driven a little bit by this problem-solving dilemma that, that leaders have. So there's this urge or this natural reflex for leaders to want to solve every problem that comes their way. And because the communication today is so easy, they see a lot of problems popping up on their screen every day that probably 30 years ago they wouldn't have heard about. Some manager further down would have handled that problem. But today, that communication happens, and it bubbles all the way to the top. So then the senior leaders think, well, that's a problem. I, I know how to solve that. And they start jumping in, and they create their own uh, overwhelm, if you will. But in reality, they're not focusing on the right things. Well, there we are, back to my word focus. And I can't even think of a better way to end a segment is talking about focus, which, again, I'll address personally because, again, I think it's so hard today. Um, well, Brad, I appreciate it. We're going to take our bottom of the hour break and we come back. Hopefully we can continue the conversation for a bit uh, in this part one of our soup to nuts conversation uh, entitled Intentionality Leading on Purpose. Hope you'll stay with us and we'll be right back with you. Not sure who to turn to when you have a problem in your business? Listen to the weekly business hour on Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 Hi, I'm Keith Ocano, CEO, coach, and business mentor. I've spent four decades helping multiple entrepreneurs use my principles to take their businesses to the next level. My methods do not fix your problems. They help you fix them for yourself. I call this process closing strong. 
Contact me at 713-557-1639 or visit my website at ClosingStrong.com for a risk-free 30-minute meeting to see how I can help you. Because a business can only go as far as its leader can take it. Have a legal question? Are you a resident of Montgomery County? Call 281-645-6344 to talk to a volunteer attorney from the Woodlands Bar Association. We answer the phones on the first Monday of every month at 281-645-6344 from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. to provide general legal information and information about legal resources to Montgomery County residents. For business ideas and news you can use, join us on the weekly business hour every Monday at 11 a.m. on Lone Star Community Radio. You are listening to the Weekly Business Hour. This is Rick Schisler, your host, and we are continuing our soup to nuts conversation with Brad Merkel. Conversation entitled Intentionality Leading on Purpose. Well, Brad, what I'd like to do in this segment, if we can, is just jump right into your book. Uh, I realize you haven't finished the book, but it's coming. Uh, but you provided me with a lot of good information uh, that you've already put down on paper. Uh, and let's talk about this book. Title of the book is? Intentionality. There. So that's that's a good, we're under eyes now in the library, so to speak. <laughs> and that's good. But let's talk about uh, what you're trying to really communicate in the book. I mean, we've talked about in the last segment particularly about how to be a good leader today, it's, it is difficult to focus. There are so many things, especially with technology. So technology is a, is a good thing, but it can be a bad thing. Uh, I guess it requires a balance. It would be one of the ways to look at it. But let's talk about how it is so important for people that are in leadership roles as the owner of a business or working for a large company and teams and whatnot to be intentional about what they do. Tell yeah. us why that's so important today. Sure. Um, so the the reason I decided to write this book, Rick, is that I, I work with clients, as you mentioned, from a whole suite of different industries. And I find a common set of themes continues to recur. And uh, and most of my clients are, you know, at relatively senior levels, managing pretty big businesses, although I do work a lot with um, that next generation of leaders who are stepping up um, and facing the challenge of stepping up into some pretty big shoes. And what so so the book really centers on the the ten most common challenges that my my clients find themselves in, um, and I've tried to put that into a little bit of a framework that helps you know make it a bit more digestible. Uh, but uh, that's the basis for the book, and the common theme among all of those challenges is really what you mentioned is about being intentional and I call it a practical guide to leading on purpose. So a leader needs a mission. A leader needs to have a purpose. And, um, and that relates to the strategy of the company and the vision and all of that. But it's, it more so relates to how the leader is going to lead. And so um, we, we work with our leaders to develop that sense of purpose for how they're going to lead, and then keep them on purpose. Keep them from being distracted by all of the other things that will take them away and and help them and cause them to lose focus. And you mentioned one thing that was important, and and I I know we'll get more detail in a a following program, but 
uh, about time management because a lot of this seems to and as I listen and as I read your your background material and whatnot for the book seems to focus or or be a discussion generally about time management. Time management is huge uh, for uh, for my clients. Uh, again, there's just such an overwhelming number of uh, initiatives that come their way. It becomes very difficult uh, to have a sense of priority so that you can determine where to spend your time. It's also hard for leaders socially um, to sometimes say no to uh, an invitation to a particular meeting. Uh, you know, it depends what their particular drive is. Uh, but often leaders find themselves reacting to everything that comes their way. And that's where the overwhelm starts, um, as opposed to staying with, with their framework of what leadership means for them and their purpose. You know, and you, and you mentioned that word purpose. And I know that is so critical. So, okay, I'm a, I'm a new guy. I'm new to leadership, right? Yeah. I've been in technical roles. Um, I'm real good turning the wrench if I'm a plumber. But now I recognize and I need to step up and be a leader. Um, how do I go about defining my purpose? Yeah, great question. So it, it, is, it is unique to every company and to every leader and depends on where you are in your leadership journey. But the one thing that I think distinguishes leadership from management that I really try to emphasize is, uh, is that as a leader, your primary purpose is the development of your people. And if, if leaders keep that in mind, they will more often be working on the right things than if they get uh, sort of drawn into, oh, my purpose is to deliver X dollars next quarter. Um, you know, because ultimately leaders don't do anything anymore. They're, they're not, they don't have their hands on the levers. They're not executing. They're leading a team that is executing. And so their primary uh, task is to develop their people so that their people can reliably deliver the results. Any hints or ideas of how I go from having my hands on the levers to, to working and developing people, which obviously expands my reach? Any, any tips that you've experienced or you've seen, challenges even that you've seen people? That's a, that's a difficult transition from being hands-on to basically training others to be the hands-on. It's very hard. It's very, very hard because uh, it's what's made us successful in the past is having our hands on, on the wheel, on the levers. And so in, you know, when we see a new problem, we think that's what we have to do. Um, so one of the, um, uh, share with you a piece of data from a study that I, that I came across that I really love. And uh, what, they, what they did is they studied um, the employee-manager um, interaction, and they asked employees, when you go in to see your manager, what is it that you want, that you really want from your manager? And then they asked the same question from managers. What is it that you think your employee wants from you? And what we got is a very different answer. So 70% of the time, when employees come in to see their manager, they're looking for validation. They're looking to show their boss that they're doing a good job, to confirm that they're on track, um, to, to, you know, to, to let them, their boss know what they've accomplished. 70% of the time, the manager thinks they're coming for a decision. So the manager is not listening for the things that the 
for the same things that the employees communication. Managers listening for the problem that they can jump on. And so they want to start giving advice. And that is one of the things that I work with my leaders on all the time. So it's about quieting their mind, quieting their questions that are going through their mind, and actually listening, really listening to their, to their people for a change. You know, that's an interesting point you make, because I, I can sense that I've been in that position more than once or twice in my career, uh, and I can see that, and that's a very visible thing that you can test if you're in that leadership role or moving into it is, are you really listening to what folks are saying? And we all claim we listen, right. but do we listen right. to the right things? That's very interesting. Well, let's talk about this acting intentional uh, versus reacting, mm -hmm. right? Uh, I grew up with the story about the fire truck with the Dalmatian dog reacting to the fire, rushing to the fire, yep. putting it out. That was my management leadership training was get on the bus, get on the fire truck, and go put it out. Uh, that's not the way it should be, is it? No, not at all. Um, obviously, we have to take information in, and we have to figure out as a leader what either to respond or not respond. But um, we work with our leaders to really resist the urge to jump in. Um, I've uh, one uh, leader that I work with who is uh, so customer focused, which is a really fantastic trait. You know, he wants his customers' needs to always be looked after. So what happens is something happens with a customer where the customer is disappointed or customer gives, you know, negative feedback. He cannot resist the urge to jump in and ask his company, his employees, his teams, what went wrong? How could this happen? How are you going to fix it? And so on and so forth. And he does it very quickly. And what it does is it sends his whole team just spinning in a different direction, right? Whereas uh, what we're working on with him is to step back and reflect on that and understand who really is in the best position to go solve that problem. And then how can he build the learnings into his leadership, his visioning, his strategy for his, and his priorities for his group. So setting priorities is important for him. Solving that particular customer issue isn't his job. And, you know, it's interesting because that was a management style, or I'm not sure it's a leadership style, but it was that I was exposed to, that when you had an issue, and we customer service business I grew up in, critical was that one issue became a big thing sure. by the leaders of our business. And yeah, they, they rang that fire bell and that truck was out there and they were, and like you said, reflecting back, everybody was running around either hiding or, you know what I mean? Sure. Just the wrong, wrong thing was happening. Things were happening. Right. When you work with somebody to try to develop them, and, and I'm sure you talk about it in your book, uh, what do you do? Just give an example of one thing you might do to help me transition to become that thoughtful, intentional leader. And, and use that example, that customer yeah. service. It's about building new habits, right? And, and building new habits is hard because we have this natural flood of adrenaline that happens. You know, when he sees something happen to one of his customers, he cannot help the adrenaline reaction. But what he can do is he can recognize it. He can... He can, now that he's aware of it, he can feel it when it happens. So 
Um, what he's created, what we've created together is, um, we call it a battle plan, okay? Because he, you know, he's feeling like he needs to go into battle. Now he has a battle plan, and the first thing on the battle plan is pause, you know? And so it's about creating a new habit around how he can most effectively deal with that. One of the other things, for example, that that leader always used to do is immediately fire an email out with how disappointed he was, how could this happen, lots of emotion in the email. Now he doesn't communicate by email. If he does call his team together to talk about that, he calls them together after they've had time to reflect, and he calls them together on a live telephone call where he can be a little bit more of an empathetic leader and ask questions as opposed to, you know, and ask questions, let his team uh, solve the problem almost live for him. You know, and then once he's confident they've got it, he lets them go. And then he's out of it. So it's about developing new habits, taking the old one, recognizing it doesn't work, and developing a new one that you can implement. Well, and that's just basically changing your habits. So it's so important, but I really don't think many people think about that as far as being a better leader, that you got to change these habits. And uh, I can see that. Well, Brad, I appreciate the discussion we've had today. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about crisis. You put together, a, I think, a very special program, very straightforward, very simple, that you presented recently in a webinar about crisis management. Let's take, uh, say, a minute we got left and tell people what they should uh, look for next week when we have a discussion. Sure. So um, obviously, we're all dealing with this uh, global health pandemic, COVID-19, and uh, it's changing everything, at least in the short term. Uh, and it's changing. Uh, it's just affecting every one of us uh, in different ways. Um, and it's affecting some businesses dramatically, as you know. So what I decided to do uh, for my clients is just have a impromptu uh, session where uh, we could talk about crisis management um, and what are the important things to think about as a leader during this time. How do you manage, how do you support your best support your people? Um, how do you set priorities during a time of crisis like this? And so uh, that was what the, the webinar was all about and I'm happy to talk about it. Look forward to talking about it next week. Well, I think uh, as you and I discussed off air that this is obviously a real situation and I think to kind of divert from the book and what we're talking about I mean it's a lot of the principles are at play but relating and maybe being helpful to our leaders out there now to give them some direction and again I, I looked through the program it's very simple it's very straightforward and it's great advice in my opinion so folks I hope you'll join us next week Brad will be back and we'll be talking about intentionality leading on purpose but how that can be done under a crisis such as this current, as you said, Brad, global uh, pandemic that we're all going through. Uh, and I think it's a really appropriate topic. So thanks. Thank you, Brad, for being with us today. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take our final break of the day. And we come back, I'm going to offer you my one best consult uh, tip of the week. Uh, hopefully, uh, it'll be uh, something that you can use. Uh, but we're going to talk about what does your mentor have to say about your business now. So please stay with us and we'll be right back with you. It's all business talk on the weekly business hour every Monday at 11 a.m. right here on Lone Star Community Radio.
Does volunteering at a nonprofit horse sanctuary sound wonderful? Or are you a veteran or a veteran spouse and think trying a peer group session through a local Horses and Heroes equine program might be worth trying? Henry's Home Horse and Human Sanctuary, located in Grand Central Park by appointment only, is home to a growing number of rescued and donated horses. Visit our website at henryshomehorsesanctuary.org or check out our Facebook at Henry's Home Horse and Human Sanctuary for more information. Hi, I'm Keith O'Connor, CEO coach and business mentor. I've spent four decades helping multiple entrepreneurs use my principles to take their businesses to the next level. My methods do not fix your problems, they help you fix them for yourself. I call this process Closing Strong. Contact me at 713-557-1639 or visit my website at closingstrong.com for a risk-free 30-minute meeting to see how I can help you because a business can only go as far as its leader can take it. Don't miss Lone Star Community Radio on TV and YouTube. Our talk show and music shows are featured on Our City TV, Suddenlink Channel 12, and have their own YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to keep up with posted shows and comment on them below the video. This is Rick, TRC. Every Tuesday on my show, Afternoons with Lone Star from 3 to 7, I play back-to-back classic rock hits. That's right. I like to call it a two for Tuesday or a three for whatever it is you'd like. Call the request line, 936-647-3776. Or message me on Facebook, Afternoons with Lone Star. Make a music request. That's right. You can do it. Here's what else. Go over to our website, IRLoneStar.com. Get the app on your phone. It's easy. You'll like it. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app for your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That is Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in Western Swing, Honky Tonk, Zydeco, Texas Blues, Outlaw Country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Not sure who to turn to when you have a problem in your business? Listen to the Weekly Business Hour on Lone Star Community Radio. You're listening to the Weekly Business Hour. This is Rick Schisler. I'm a host, your host for today's program. I'm a Silver Fox advisor. If you'd like to learn more about that, go to silverfox.org. A great organization here in the greater Houston area. Men and women who have finished their main career track, if you will, and we want to continue to work with people. We all have our own individual practices and consulting, advising, and mentoring. And also, I am the founder of OneBestConsult.com. That's one, the number, OneBestConsult.com. That's a website meant to be a business community. I encourage you, sign up. Uh, Just need your email address. We'll send you our newsletter. You'll have access to great information. You can pose questions and challenges that you have in your business, and we will respond to those. So let's get into our One Best Consult tip of the week. This week, I want to talk about what does your mentor have to say about your business now? Now, 
Uh, I've obviously made an assumption that you have an, a mentor, uh, and I know a number of people will not, but I encourage that, that you have a, at least one mentor, uh, advisor, coach, whatever you want to call them. Uh, definitions are a little bit different, but basically it's someone you can turn to and hopefully turn to on a regular basis to help guide you through the operations and the success and growth of your business. And that's that's what I do. I'm a mentor, advisor, work with my business clients to help them stay on track to be accountable, and that's what's important. We're in a difficult situation, as uh, Brad and I discussed just briefly at the end of our conversation today, uh, a global pandemic. And this has created all kinds of challenges for businesses, whether you're an essential business and allowed to stay open and operate, or you're non-essential and you've had to lock your doors. I have clients that fall in both categories, and let me assure you, you're not alone if you're having some challenges and difficulties. And we could spend all day talking about the disruption to businesses, whether they're open or closed. Different set of facts, different set of, of challenges, but the fact is this disruption is widespread, and it is complete throughout the business community. What I want to talk to you about is turning to your mentor. If you don't have one, as I said earlier, you need to find one. You need to connect. I recommend you find somebody that has skin in the game. Uh, this could mean that you pay them something or you offer them some kind of service in return for their service because you want someone who's focused. Uh, there's nothing wrong with having mentors, advisors, uh, that are there when you have a particular question. In fact, I believe that your primary uh, advisors, such as your accountant, your lawyer, uh, your insurance agent, yes, they sell you products, they provide services, but they need to be considered as advisors to you about your business. You need to be able to have general conversations with them that go way beyond buying a product or using directly using their services. And let me go through this. A good mentor, particularly in the challenges you have today and just in everyday business as well, they can do a lot of things for you. And I'm going to list three that I think are really important. First of all, they will increase your vision, or they should. They will increase your vision. They'll give you, challenge you to see what's going on, the entire situation. And with the global pandemic, that is a huge, huge vision that every, every small business, every business needs to have. And it is very difficult for us if we operate businesses like I did to, to really see exactly what's going on, not only today, but what is coming down the road potentially to our business. Clarity and focus, they provide us with a clearer picture because they challenge us to look and to see things and determine the forest, the trees, all kinds of things like that. And lastly, I believe a mentor should help you focus because they open that door, they help you have a bigger, brighter, better vision of what's going on, the good and the bad. They bring clarity to it, but as a result, they also should have some accountability to you that you focus and that you make decisions of what you're going to do to handle the situation, again, whether it's a day-to-day -day business situation or a major crisis such as the global pandemic. They should have you accountable to execute, to develop that plan and communicate. And this will strengthen and grow your business, even in times of 
major concern as we're going through right now. And that's the second thing, is they will set goals with you revolving around accountability. In other words, the expectation, if you have a regular mentor, advisor, coach, is that each time you meet, there's certain work, there's certain goals, certain actions that you're supposed to have taken, and they will hold you accountable. So you're not just there alone. You have someone there watching, working with you, responding to you, and helping you to be accountable. And last but not least, they'll guide you through the current economic chaos and help you achieve that ultimate freedom, life balance, and financial success that you deserve because you're in business, that your family deserves if you're in a small business. So once you have a revised plan and someone to guide you, then focus, focus, focus. My encouragement, focus, focus, focus. I hope this has been helpful to you. And again, thank you uh, for being with us today. And I encourage you, put a note on your calendar to join us again next Monday right here on IRLoneStar.com at 11 o'clock when we will be continuing our Soup to Nuts conversation with Brad Markle on intentionality, leading on purpose. And until next week, I encourage you, stay engaged and keep your focus on what counts for your business. Thanks. Today's show was recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and all rights and ownership are reserved to Lone Star Community Radio. For more information regarding this program and Lone Star Community Radio, visit us online at IRLoneStar.com. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station, serving the community with local programming on TV, radio, and online. If you enjoyed today's program, please support us by sponsorship or starting your own show. Contact us today by phone or text at 936-666-1084 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com. Today's show was recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and all rights and ownership are reserved to Lone Star Community Radio. For more information regarding this program and Lone Star Community Radio, visit us online at IRLoneStar.com. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station, serving the community with local programming on TV, radio, and online. If you enjoyed today's program, please support us by sponsorship or starting your own show. Contact us today by phone or text at 936-666-1084 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.